Welcome back to season two of Energetically You, where we talk all things healthy habits, abundant mindset, and optimal wellness. I'm your host, Megan Swan, a mindset and wellness coach. I love helping women optimize their wellness through plant-based nutrition, movement, mindfulness, and mindset practices that having them feel more aligned with who they truly are and confident in their own skin. I'm the creator of the Sustainable Integrated Wellness Approach. I am also living in Mexico, and I have been for the last 12 years. At 30, I sold everything and went on my own eat, pray, love journey, if you will. And now at 42, I'm still on my first stop, loving life and feeling more empowered than ever before. This podcast is for incredible humans who are interested in feeling more aligned with who they truly are, confident in their own skin, and able to make more empowered decisions for themselves going forward in their future. So let's dive in. Welcome back to Energetically You. Today, I'm excited to interview a very interesting young lady. She is a coach and she has many interesting stories to tell us. Her name is Sane Abayomi. She has a bachelor in psychology and a master's degree in organizational psychology. She has worked as a coach for the Red Cross and as an equine therapist in Pennsylvania, United States, where she helped veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress and helped children to process trauma. Sane has also experienced working for Work Psychologue Netherlands, which has provided her with a lot of experience to date. Moreover, she speaks three languages, Dutch, English, and Spanish. Having lived in multiple countries makes Sane culturally aware, open-minded, and therefore understanding of problems from different cultural perspectives. Good morning for me. Good evening for you. How are you? Evening. Good. Thank you very much. I'm happy we finally got to meet. (laughs) Yes. How has your year been so far? Yeah, actually, it's been, uh, it's been good. It's also, you know, there's so much pressure on yourself to try and already accomplish all the goals that you set for yourself. Um, so there's been a little bit of pressure there, but then I realized that it's okay not to be where you want to be all the time. So, yeah. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) I'm focusing more, um, on asking people this year instead of, you know, their goals or even their intentions, but what is a word that you want to sort of embody more in 2022? You can tell me at the end of the show, if you don't have anything off the... (laughs) Well, actually, I don't know. The first thing that came up to my mind was passion. Um, I think it's really important to focus on something that you're passionate about. And I think that I know you're very much focused on energy as well. And I really think that passion gives you energy. Um, So I I think that's that's actually, yeah, passion. Ooh, I like that one. And I totally agree. It's a really powerful source of energy. So... Let's start there. What are you passionate about? I particularly in your bio is curious to to really dig into your work with post-traumatic stress because you know it must be very intense work and I'm curious how you got there <laughs> so yeah. paint us the picture well actually um with PTSD that's something I I did more experience with it's not my work at the moment so 
Um, the with PTSD, I focused. Uh, I did equine coaching and equine therapy in Pennsylvania and America, and um, that's where I really got that insight into uh, coaching, working with horses, um, and just seeing how veterans are really able to be vulnerable and open themselves up. Um, but eventually I decided to study organizational psychology instead. I still want to set up my own equine uh, coaching center, but I focus now more on uh, improving the work-life energy of working professionals. So uh, really enhancing all different aspects uh, within their life and trying to help them thrive at work, but also in their personal lives. So, yeah. Beautiful. Well, we'll dive into that a little bit more, but can you first just um, tell people who have no idea what, you know, post-traumatic stress and horses have to do with each other? Like what, what is equine therapy and all of that? Because um, I know it's, I have actually a couple of very close friends that are extremely passionate about it as well. And I think it's nice. really a unique thing. So can you uh, elaborate a little bit? Yeah, of course. So, uh, well, I'll start talking about the horses first. Um, what's really amazing with horses is that they mirror how you're feeling. So um, they can sense what's going on with you. If, For example, I, you know, when I'm very nervous or very have a lot of tension and anxiety one day, um, the horses can really feel that and they kind of react in that way. But then with a therapist and uh, the assistant who's usually there, depending on what type of therapy you're doing, um, really allows you to find coping mechanisms and ways to deal with the situation you're in. So if the horse is reflecting that anxiety back, the therapist could say, for example, well, what could be done differently and how could the um, that horse uh, act differently with the other horse? And so just try and really use, not use the horse, but have the horse there as a metaphor. And that's what's so important. Um, and, and regarding PTSD, it's very much, you know, it has so many different symptoms, but of course, a lot of uh, soldiers and veterans have been uh, exposed to a lot of trauma and they come back and they might have flashbacks. Um, they don't feel comfortable enough telling uh, their friends or their family members how they feel. So with a horse who can't really understand you uh, via communication, verbal communication, it's really nice to be able to just be with the horse and not feel judged. So yeah really powerful hmm. so tell us more about the work that you're doing and what you're seeing with your your current clients what are the yeah. trends so I think the main trend right now is corona um, a lot of clients are really suffering from well first of all they don't know how to work from home so they're struggling to really balance that you know, working from home and also spending time with family, a lot of getting distracted. They're not getting the same energy from work that they used to have. Um, and also at, in their personal lives, um, a lot are incredibly bored. They don't know what to do. And something that I'm really helping them with is finding things that give them energy. So for example, that focusing on their passion or focusing on something that increases their, their well-being. Because if you don't thrive energetically in your personal life, you're not going to thrive energetically in your professional life and vice versa. So um, we really focus on all the different energy sources. So the physical, emotional, mental and spiritual and just try and enhance them. Yeah, I love that. We have very similar work. I always try and encourage clients to get an hour of joy on the calendar every week. 
and to think back as to, you know, what brought them joy as, as a child, you know, like we're just so overwhelmed and um, there's just this dominating narrative that we need to be so efficient with our time. And so even when we have time off, we're trying to use it quote unquote wisely to do, you know, something we really love, but in a productive way. And I think we're losing our ability to just, you know, do nothing. Sometimes being bored is a good thing. That's where a lot of creativity comes from. So what um, you, I really think what you said off the top is, is so important. This shift of people not knowing how to stay you know, how to mentally separate their work from their home life when they're working from home. Are there any tips that you have found that clients um, are using successfully? Well, I think the biggest one is setting boundaries. And it sounds very vague, but there are different boundaries that work for different clients. Um, Really just a lot of, for example, clients have their emails on their phone. They have the application um they also don't have a private phone so they have a they have their own phone but they use working colleagues can call them on the phone and so they don't really know how to switch off so I really help them create those boundaries learning to say no and feeling more confident with that um but also a lot of the times is this is why we also provide trainings within Sunrise Coaching it also comes from the culture of the organization so if uh, we have a scary leader or a manager who's not incredibly approachable it really needs to be dealt with from that side as well. So it really depends on from what's going on with the organization or with the client itself. Um, yeah. So boundaries is a big thing. <laughs> yes. So how are you um, working with organizations? You come in and do a talk kind of thing, or are you actually, are you, you're training the, the boss more than, or you're trying to infuse more wellness into the culture? Yeah, so it actually depends on what the organization is looking for. That's why we do some interviews at the beginning. We create an analysis. Um, But for example, even, uh, well, one thing that we do is we hold workshops. So last month I was in Madrid holding a workshop about empathy and gratitude. So this really allows people to focus on that personal side. Um, But we also hold, for example, trainings that can last six months about uh, creating that proper balance between work and life but also focusing on creating energy for yourself at work Um, because often we do use the word work-life balance but people then start getting more stressed out about trying to create that perfect balance and that's not what it's about it's just about thriving more within work and in your personal life Mm, I really like that point it's definitely Mm. an overused term so how do you facilitate that essentially helping I like how you said like that people are no longer feeling the same like that their work is a sense of energy because they feel you know good about what they do accomplish passionate so apart from sort of taking you know the boundaries so that there's an actual break in the day and that what within their work day can they do to feel more connected to their work or more thriving Um, I mean, these are not necessarily things we coach on because I feel these are things that I can, I can definitely provide this advice, but we go deeper into the personal person um, themselves. But little things that I could provide advice on right now uh, would be asking questions. So trying to increase your confidence by asking questions to your manager. If you don't understand something, just go for it. It can be challenging, um, but the, your colleagues, they, they respect it more if you do that. 
because that's part of the big stress for people is they don't feel connected to their coworkers in the same way. And, um, you know, as much as we maybe didn't think of our workplace as like a really important social outlet for us, the fact of the matter is we are working, we're interacting with other human beings on a daily basis or work. Mm -hmm. And now it's only virtually for so many people. So it's, it's definitely affecting us, you know, there's no coffee, chit chat, there's no, you know, gossiping, there's like all those things that seem inefficient, if you will, maybe in the grand scheme of things, I think are much more important for mental health than we, than we understood before. No, definitely. And, you know, like I said, I think it, this really actually has to come from two sides. So, for example, going up and asking more questions to your manager, that is amazing if you do that from your side. But if your manager is not a good leader or a good, I mean, if he doesn't make your their, his colleagues feel safe or her colleagues feel safe, the colleague is not going to, the worker is not going to come up and ask questions. He's not going to feel comfortable. So I, you know, it's really important to work on both sides from the, from the work, working professional's point of view, go up and ask questions, bond with your, with your uh, colleagues. If you're working from home, maybe create a WhatsApp group, see if you can meet up once a week, have a little coffee break, um, talk over Zoom, um, go for a walk in the park. You know, those kinds of things are really nice to do. Um, yeah, I think the personal side is very important when you're working. I attended a Forbes virtual, of course, conference um, a few months ago, and they, all of the leaders of, of major companies were saying, you know, the shift in, in their workplace, you know, they're, they're, they're redesigning their office spaces so that basically they're foreseeing like the amount that people will be coming in in the future is going to be less to what degree they're not exactly sure and so they're creating spaces that actually facilitate more um, interaction and conversation and more meetings more than anything. Uh, are you seeing the same trend in, in Europe? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, hybrid working is the new, you know, it's almost becoming the new norm. And actually, I think a lot of employees are really preferring this. They're enjoying the fact that they can work from home, but also have the opportunity to go to the office. Um I think it's really important, this hybrid um, working environment. I think always working from home is also not great for mental well-being. So being able to really have that balance. Um, and in general, for companies to really create that open atmosphere to increase the communication is vital. I mean, that's the first thing. When I first uh, I did a work experience a, a while ago, a long time ago in India, and um I just noticed a few things that I'd love to increase in an organization and it really sparked my energy. And I was thinking people need to be able to have, you know, nice places to sit or in Google. I know they have a lot of really fun things for the employees to really keep them engaged. And I mean, imagine being able to work from home, but also in a place like Google where you have all these fun, engaging things. I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sparking creativity in the workplace, right? So can you share yeah. a little bit more detail about what you encountered in India? Yeah, I mean, I went a long time ago and um, I, I did a work experience at a television uh, company. And there I just kind of uh, was in the HR department. I experienced different departments. But I also noticed, you know, how the culture is, how they work differently. Um, and I don't know, I also just 
things started to bubble up inside me. I was like, oh, they, you know, there should be more open spaces or there should be more spaces to have some fun and be engaged. But this company, they also did have some other spaces where they could all sit down and, and communicate with each other. So in one way, because they did facilitate this, it sparked my interest to really enhance the engagement and happiness for employees at work. So I, you know, I've had different work experiences in different countries and New Zealand as well. And I've been able to see how different com uh, companies operate. And it's really, really interesting to see the dynamic and how it influences others. Even the way desks are in, in a company, you know, if desks are very far, far apart, if there's a hierarchy where the office manager is in a different room, it doesn't really uh, create a very open atmosphere. So I think all together is, is better resonates with me because I live in Mexico. I'm originally from Canada, but I, you know, the, the way in which people interact here, even when they're, you know, very on a very professional level or, you know, somebody's in, in a much higher um, authority, there's like still, there's much more niceties, if you will, you know, like there's a lot more, even the way, the way people greet each other. Um, but I think it, it really does come down to, the major thing I notice here in Mexico is there's just, there's not that same level of stress around time. And yeah. um, I think, you know, that's a little bit just with Latin culture in general, but, you know, I think some of these things have are shifting and, and like to your point, um, what benefits do you see with the hybrid being like an ongoing thing? You know, I think particularly as a woman and a mother, you know, it's nice to have options in my day of like when I can work and, you know, based around my, my kid's schedule, the school schedule and, and be more, have the ability to be more flexible when I need to be. But I also, you know, sometimes it does get a bit much being always in the same place and having to mentally compartmentalize okay I'm in my office I'm working and then when I'm not I'm you know in theory turning off my brain about work um, you mentioned you know not having your email app on your phone are there any other sort of like tech um, ideas that you can share with us that help yeah well firstly just answer the question to the benefits and I think first of all it's really important for employees is that to have autonomy so the the fact that people are working more hybrid now allows you to kind of plan in the day the way that you want to so for working mothers if they want to uh, go and drop their kids off for school they can they can organize their own time and that feel, allows them to manage them themselves better in their work um, also flexibility like you said and just kind of different environments and also um, is what's it commuting um, I mean, in London, I've lived there for quite a while. And I also remember my father, um, he would always, you know, travel an hour and a half to work and then come back an hour and a half. So it reduces so much time. Um, so those are definitely the benefits. Uh, regarding tech, it would be, um, you know, taking away the email application, also using Slack if you're a company and not WhatsApp, because people really, uh, that's, that's not having boundaries if you're always using WhatsApp, for example. Um, and regarding other tech things, uh, I really like to set a phone limit on my a time limit on my phone. And also just an analysis to see how many hours a day I spend on my phone. And um, you can see what you spend your time on. Um, and I think that's something that's really important too. 
I mean, there are so many things, um, but again, with Samurais, we focus on more. We do give this advice, but we go deeper into uh, the kind of things that provide you energy and um, happiness. <laughs> awesome. Let's end on that. How do you help people find that for themselves? What are the kinds of questions they could ask themselves if they're feeling lost in that regard? So I think the first thing, obviously, that we do is we really try and find out what's what's lacking in their life or are they is energy lacking in the professional life or in the personal life and um you know if it's in the personal life they may say yeah I just I can't stop overthinking or I just get very triggered very easily so we try and help uh, reframe those thoughts Uh, if they're deeper thoughts we do have to refer them to a psychologist but um if we can still use it on a goal-orientated approach we try and increase the happiness there and um, try and change their frame of mind into a more positive way of thinking. Um, Also, for example, some might have relationship problems, so they're suffering there. Um, They might feel quite insecure, um, or even financial things. They don't know how to manage their money properly. So we can help them set up an Excel spreadsheet and go through it and see what's lacking and see how they can improve and set some goals. Uh, We really just use positive psychology you know people have to look to the future and have something positive to look forward to so that's what we we really do yeah uh, just a lot of amazing like life skills that I think there are certain generations that just kind of like fell out of our education system um definitely and you get kind of far down a rabbit hole maybe and it's harder and harder to ask for help or ask for support and something that seems like it's something you should already know. Well, I love all that. Why don't you share with the audience um, what, how they can be in touch and, and connect with you if um, they're interested yeah. in hearing more. Definitely. Well, we have a uh, Instagram, which is Sunrise coaching. We have a LinkedIn as well and a Facebook and uh, yeah. And even TikTok. So we have a lot of fun things. Um, so check us out. You can send us a DM or anything. Um, what we really value in Sunrise is personalization. So uh, we really like to talk to you as a person because um, that's really what matters in the end. So just give us a message or a call, whatever's easiest, and uh, we can help you out. <laughs> awesome. What are you sharing on TikTok? I'm, it's, it's on my list of things to consider doing. Yeah, well, actually, we have... told me I should... Yeah, you should. I mean, I also think it's really fun to get creative. But at the moment, I have uh, two people who are working, you know, doing the marketing for Sunrise. So we give tips and tricks and advice on what to do uh, on a stressful working day, or how to set boundaries at work, those kinds of things. Um, And it's also just really fun, you know, Uh, you kind of get creative on a day. So I think it's quite nice. Perfect. Well, we'll share all those links in the show notes and um, we'll, we'll be in touch. I'm so, um, so happy that we got to know each other a little bit better. And I know the work that you're doing is so important. So thank you for everything that you do. No problem. My pleasure. <laughs> we'll uh, see you again soon. And thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to Energetically You. I hope that this episode has helped you to tune into your natural energy sources so that you feel more energized and focused throughout your day. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more ambitious women just like you accomplish their goals. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it on social or in your Instagram stories and tag me at Megan Swan Wellness. See you soon.